Greetings and salutations. This is Isha Montgomery, and I want to thank you for joining me. You are listening to episode eight of Hope Speaks. And I just want to tell you, if no one's told you this week, you are special, you are loved, and you are one of a kind just because God made you. The fact that he took the time to craft you and create you, that's what makes you special. Not what you wear, not the car you're driving, not the job you have that's paying you well, not the wealth you were born into or was born without, not what you could bring to the table, not how beautiful you are. You are special just because God took the time to make you and craft you. Don't let anyone try to sell you short and tell you that you're not worth nothing if you don't have the money you desire, if you don't have the lifestyle you desire, if you don't have the material things you desire. Material things should never come before people. We've gone to a place in this world, in this society, in this country where we don't value people, where we don't value those who who are just out here trying to make a way for themselves. All we value is pocket change and what someone can do for us. And I want to tell you right now that no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, you are somebody. And there is a purpose, a plan, and a destiny for your life. Walk into your future, brave, and don't be scared of what comes tomorrow. For God has not given us a power of fear. Actually, no, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So keep on fighting, y'all. Keep on fighting. You know, don't be afraid to let people know I'm somebody. I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a destiny. Because nowadays, all of the attention goes to success, what you accomplish, to these to these moments in time when you get awarded with something and your bank account so high that you feel impenetrable. And I want to tell you that if you're not happy before the money comes, you won't you won't be happy after it arrives. Money is nothing but paper that people print on. It doesn't determine the quality of your soul. It won't help you get to a place in life where you feel whole. Money may feed your children, clothe you, put even put shoes on your dog. They make dog shoes now. Yes, they do. <laughs> Good for the winter. Keeps the paws, keeps the soft from getting the paws. But anyways, but what money doesn't do is it won't coach you in this protection of safety. Money doesn't make you safe. If anything, it makes you more vulnerable. Because you'll do anything to keep it. You'll lose your mind if you don't have it. And you shouldn't base your whole existence off of money that comes and goes like the wind. Don't focus on it. You'll have what you need and what you've worked for. What God blesses you with. For the love of money, people have sold their souls, their lives, their children. Everything. Don't sell yourself short. And don't let people sell you short either. Be that one person that wants something beyond the cash. You know, back when I was in the world, in the world, I once heard someone tell me, they looked at me and they say, you know what we got around here? Ash, ass, cast, and grass. You know what that means? That means unless you selling your body, unless you got the drugs, or unless you got the cash, they wasn't trying to hear it. That's that street talk. I think it's getting to the point where 
we're so focused on materials. We're not thinking about the individual. We're not thinking about our souls. We're not thinking about eternity. Eternity is forever, baby. But the money is temporary. You can't take that in the grave with you. They can't put it in a coffin with you. And if you get incinerated, they're not going to put it in the urn. It's money. Many of the ancient Egyptians, the pharaohs, they were buried with jewels. With, with riches, with wealth. But in the end, it meant nothing. Because it couldn't go to the afterlife with them. Those things are still in their coffins. If they haven't been excavated, you, you know how that goes. People digging up coffins. I've always been a little weird on that. I won't get into that. But I've always felt that there comes a time when a woman or a man or a child, if, if they're of the mindset, they have to stand for something more. We can't fixate our whole lives on, on material gain and expect to be happy. Happiness, better yet contentment, doesn't come from money. It comes from what's within your soul. I'm one of those people that truly believes that what you put out there, that's what you're going to get back. Don't be out here sowing seeds that you don't want to grow. There's people out here at some point, they're going to have to pay for whatever they've done, whatever sins they made, whatever iniquities they haven't addressed. Don't be one of those people that does anything for money. Then when it comes back on you, you hurt it inside. Strive for something more than cash. You are bigger than a profit. Our lives don't revolve around profits. I just wanted to get that off my chest. With that being said, I'm going to read an opinion piece that I wrote um, regarding the situation with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yes, yes, we're going there today, right? Uh. So this is called Unpopular Opinion, Will versus Rock. The problem is bigger than Hollywood. This country condones violence. It was founded on violence. This is the same country that supported the Jerry Springer show for over 20 seasons. It turns people into objects and objectifies the voiceless. People chase success and fame like a tree eager for sun rays. What kind of society supports the belittling of actors to get awarded for Oscars they earn? We build up people to tear them down, never seeing the invisible strings pulling the puppets. What kind of society ignores the abuse of its citizens for public consumption? The poor and disenfranchised are ignored by those who achieve accolades. The wealthy pursue the golden fleece at the cost of their soul. But they give us antics like this to focus on, and we eat it up like government cheese. Don't be a cog in the wheel, forever turning to another's tune. So who's at fault? Will or Rock? These are rich men. For me, it doesn't matter. I have seen gentle souls get stumped in concrete jungles for less. I know people who have gotten their faces sliced open by razor blades. During the end of the month, I have seen cops harass common folks just for driving down the street, forced to meet quotas the department is fixated on. I just hope Western society gets its priorities together because time is short. The cost of rent, gas, and food is rising by the day. And the day of reckoning is long. At some point, people will look at their lives and wonder where the time went. So don't waste it. Keeping up with the celebrity news of the day is all a distraction anyway. This is nothing compared to the problem this pandemic has incited. Stay focused on the things that matter. Thank you. Thank you for listening to that opinion. You know, I, I know a lot of people 
They don't want to talk about the cold, hard facts. And the truth is, a lot of these celebrities are just, they're just pawns in a bigger game. Don't fixate on them. You could pray for them. You can hope that they end up being okay in the end. But the truth is, whenever you give away your parts of yourself for success and for fame, there's going to be a cost. Sometimes you got to walk away for the money to find truth. And until people are willing to do that, I don't know if a lot of people will ever find happiness. That's why I always tell people, don't sell yourself short. Um, I'm going to read you another poem. So y'all know I like to read, y'all know. Um, what I'm doing right now is I am actually getting myself ready to read to you. So let me just shake it loose. Let me shake it loose. Alrighty, so the name of this poem is Sweltering Heat. Spicy words taste like Tabasco dreams. Speak jalapeno to me, like cayenne peppers blowing back sweltering heat. Speak sriracha to me, like hot sauce mixed with red chilies and vinegar, desiring a feeling of numb lips brought on by scorching truth. You can never be hotter than the searing sun. It shines for the world, but bows to the sun. Yet I look toward the zesty flavor, which burns with the fiery passion of words spoken with a hint of sizzling mustard sauce. It can't be cooled down by milk. Its fire is tangy, ignited by the truth of the Holy Ghost, clearing the pathways to closed doors giving light to dark spaces, changing the temperature and atmosphere, and that's why I like heat. Speak sriracha to me. And the name of that, again, is Sweltering Heat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. You know, I think sometimes as Christians, I'm just going to say it. Whoop, whoop. And, and, and better yet, let's use a different word than Christian, because sometimes I don't agree with the the word in, in its totality, right? Um, because I've never been one to follow religion for people who follow Jesus Christ. Let's just use that as a more general term, right? Sometimes we have to be willing to go through the fire. There's certain things in us, certain impurities, and I'm speaking for myself too. I know it's since there are certain impurities in me that need to be burned out, they need to be gotten rid of. I need to fire the Holy Ghost and for that to be within me beating and, and swelling. Certain things got to go because I can't ins- I can't give God everything and only give him parts of me. There are certain things in me that need to be gotten rid of, that, that, that need to be cleansed and purified and need to be gotten out. There are certain things about my past, even about me now, that I know I have to let God heal and work on. But I have to be a willing participant. There are too many times I have been in church and I have wondered to myself, Lord, I'm having more problems with some of the people in the church than I am with the people in the streets. Some of them are are more cutthroat than the people in the streets. But the truth is something that I've learned and that my pastor has been kind enough to teach me is that the church is a hospital for sick and broken people and not just not just sick physically spiritually mentally emotionally a lot of us are going through things and we're trying to heal and we want God to fix us many of us our whole lives I believe our whole lives is a journey 
to get closer to God, to build and grow and learn within God, because there's always more to learn. When you stop growing as a person, that's when you die. Not just physically, but spiritually. When you stop wanting to learn, to grow, to excel, when you stop desiring more for yourself, when you no longer seek out the things of God, that's when you die. It doesn't start when you're on your deathbed. It starts long before then. And that's why I'm going to encourage every one of you, no matter where you are, no matter how far you've fallen, no matter if you backslid or you've never known Jesus for yourself, I want to tell you that as long as there's air in the body, there's a chance. Don't give up. Don't let go. Don't let yourself be buried before you have died. Live and let live. Keep going until there's nothing left. And with that being said, I want to read a poem for you. Um, it's called Cobblestone. It's a shorty but a goodie. Be the oddball. The one who rarely gets everything right but dances to the beat of their own drum. Stand apart from the crowd. Yell, smile, and walk to the sound of your own heartbeat. Surely you can have the rhythm of life marching with you against the tapping heel of aged cobblestone. Again, the name of the poem is Cobblestone. Thank you. Um, I'm getting to a place right now where I don't look to hear the voice of the pastor. I go to church for confirmation. Because if I don't spend time with God, what I'm doing is I'm putting on a show. And I'm not a theater major. I'm not an actor. I'm not an actress. I have, there's no desire for me to put on a show. I have to know where I stand with the Lord. I have to know where I stand within, within myself. Nowadays, there's a lot of people out here, and what they're having is an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they serve. Choose ye this day who you will worship. We can't keep on running around in circles and circles and circles. Sometimes I be, you know, sometimes I'm around people and I get tired. You know, recently, um, my ex said something to me and it hit me. It hit me right in the old ticker. It said, boom. I said, ah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it hit me hard. He said, um, you know, because I told y'all uh, my dad died. I got out of my relationship. You know, it's been a whirlwind in the last um. In the last six months, I'm not even gonna lie. So much stuff has hit me that when I wake up in the morning and realize I'm still standing, I'm just thankful. So he said, I prayed to God that I would get a woman who would cook for me, clean after me, and take care of me. And all I heard was he didn't want anyone that he would love in return. That he could take care of in return. That 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 he could have a real spiritual relationship with. No, he wanted someone to take care of him. He wanted a cleanup woman. He wanted a cook. He wanted a he wanted someone to take care of him the way a mother would a child. I can't be that person. And the Bible says, "How can two walk unless they be agreed?" Don't walk with anybody just because they there on for you to walk with. Don't just walk with people. I don't care if it's friends. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's lovers. 
Because a lot of times we settle for less and wonder why we're upset at the people we're walking with. It's because we never should have been traveling with them. Some people are only here for a season, except the fact that their season may be over quicker than you or they expected. Cut them loose and keep on moving. That's been the hardest thing for me since my dad died. Because when someone dies, you don't want to lose your relationships that you've already built with people. You want to maintain them. But when you're mourning and you have no one to comfort you but the Lord, you look at people and you start to think, your care for me was shallow. And now that I'm at my weakest, you feel as though I'm I'm a I'm prey for the predator. Because you don't know who people are till you down till you down, till you going through things till you hurt. I don't want no good time Sally in my life. I don't want somebody to be there when the sun is shining. Baby, I'm gonna need you to be here when it's cold and it's raining outside. I'm gonna need you to be out here when the tide is high. I need you to be out here when a tornado's hitting, when a hurricane strike, when when it's a winter storm to take over the city, when you're in a polar vortex and it's so ice cold that it's below 30. I need someone that's going to be here when it get tough. And I can do the same. And not just a lover when it comes to friends, when it comes to family. If you're not going to work on your spiritual growth, And focus on being somebody that's not only respected, but someone that wants to care for another in spirit and in truth, then I'm not going to deal with it. I don't want nobody around me that don't care. Too many of us, we think little of ourselves because we surround ourselves with people who don't care. And all I can say is no longer will I be the person that allows myself to be around somebody that don't care about me. Now, I fell for it before. I was boo-boo the fool before. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to y'all. Lies ain't never suited me. They ain't going to sue me today. They didn't sue me tomorrow. They didn't sue me yesterday. I'm telling y'all the truth right now. I don't never want to be around somebody who can't stand in the gap and pray for a sister when she ain't got nothing. But she ain't got nothing to hold her up but the Lord. If you ain't going to stand in the gap, don't be around. I done cried too many tears. I done watched too many things go down the drain. I have suffered enough to know that if you ain't real, you ain't worth the time. And real, that's, real isn't, about the, isn't about the level of purity. Right? Because you could call anything pure. I, I don't care if it comes straight from the cow's udder. That make it that make it whole milk. I don't I don't care nothing about that. What I'm focused on is how do you feel about yourself? Do you love yourself? Because that's gonna determine if you can love me. Do you love those you're around? Shoot, how do you treat the animals that you're around? If you have a dog, if you have a cat, how do you treat them? Because all those things that that's always gonna tie into how you treat those you supposedly care for. Don't be afraid to cut people loose. Some seasons are for sheddage. Just the way your hair sheds. From what I heard, a human scalp sheds about 200 strands of hair a day. Don't You don't cry over every, every strand of hair you lose. I would assume you don't. I can't speak here for everybody. I'm just saying in general. So don't cry over people who wasn't meant to be in your life too long. 
Don't don't stress yourself out. I've been there. I've done that. True. I've I cried enough for all of us regarding people that wasn't supposed to be nowhere near me. They had no right to be in my airspace. I'm up here sad anyway. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, what I'm going to talk about in this post, this is another post I wrote. This post is called The Spirit of Fear. How many of you have played with a slinky? Whether it's a rainbow-colored one or a solid color, we are amazed by the beauty of it when it stretches, when it bends down in the stairs, only to watch it shrink and return to its original size. That's the nature of the slinky, to be more than what it appears, to go further than the inexperienced eye assumes it can go. I believe that is the nature of the human spirit when touched by the hand of God. We can surpass the limitations of the world. We can expand beyond what we ever knew we were capable of as a result of living our life in its true purpose. But are we willing to be uncomfortable in order to grow, in order to persevere? Or do we fear the thought of breaking if we are stretched too far? I am here to tell you that you are not made to break. God will keep you as you work towards his purpose and design for your life. I can speak from experience and say that God has placed things in my heart that I was scared to pursue. But now I am casting that spirit of fear down because it can only hinder my future and offset God's plan. It is written in Psalms 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me. From all my fears. Sometimes it's easy to fear the unknown than to walk the path that we are called to take. But we must stand in our convictions and allow faith to do its perfect work. In truth, I question if I am making this post for you or if it's actually to encourage me. But it's my hope that Christ will bless all those who have endured these feelings because we believe that fear is necessary for our survival. But really, it is an agent of disaster sent to strip us of the promise and the gift of living a life that's full and meaningful. I hope that this post is able to give insight and hope in a time of unexpected changes and challenges. Spirit of Fear. Thank you. <laughs> I'll say thank you. Ain't nobody even saying nothing to me. But um, that's the end of that. And I have another poem. It's a shorty, but I'd like to say it's a goodie. Um, I'm I'm so like uh I'm so literal. When I posted this picture, I put a I put a picture of moldy bread. It looks like totally disgusting. So the name of this <laughs> name of this poem is moldy bread. Gloom is a shadow that thankful souls don't need. Cast it aside like bad food. Don't consume the sadness created by the few who seek ignorance and ignore the truth. Stand up against the rising feeling of anxiety. Do not eat of its fruit. It grows in the world like mold taking the old bread. Too far to be reversed. Too blackened to get ahead. Walk a path that's different instead. Go against the grain. Molded bread.
Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to read another poem, you know, because we just, we going to poetry this thing out, right? Because I was talking a lot. I feel like I need to do more poetry. The name of this is He Paid My Bail. I have a past, but I have a future as well. I'm moving towards the glory of heaven, but I have been through hell. But God loves me and delivered me from my cell. I was held up, bound in my own personal jail, created by sin and iniquity, which left marks on my knees when I fell. But I worshiped the Almighty because he paid my bail. Thank you. And I um I want to talk to y'all right quick about um just having a past. Everyone has a past. Don't feel bad. It don't matter. If you were strung out on heroin, it don't matter if you were selling that cookie for 25 cents, you feel me? It don't matter if you was out there um, participating in scams and illegitimate things just to get by. It don't matter if you was robbing people. It don't matter if you robbed a bank. Some of us have even killed people. But what I'm here to tell you right now is that don't be ashamed of your past. Look towards your future. We can't change the things that happened to us or what we did. But we can change how we walk into our, our tomorrow. Because there's no condemnation for those who live in Christ Jesus. Don't be ashamed of the things you've been through. Just realize that that's part of your testimony. That should be part of things that, that, that you move beyond. You know, that the things that you know happen, but you don't have to feel bad about. I just want you all to feel encouraged because nowadays people want to hold us captive because they remember who we were, or the things we done or the mistakes we made. I am bigger than my mistakes. And so are you. Cause I believe that life is all about change, growth, perseverance. Don't let people pull you down because they want you to stay in yesteryear. Cause they trying to keep you there. Cause that's where they at. Don't worry about them people who didn't like you. They weren't going to like you no way. It sounds bad, but it's the truth. We all know it. If you got a hater, you might have 10 or 15 for your troubles, but they there. Okay? <laughs> you know, sometimes that's just, that's just the nature of the situation. So don't worry about it. Things will get better. Sooner or later, they'll, they'll, they'll walk away and they'll move on. So the next poem I want to read to you is chains rusty shackles clink they stink of old iron overused leaving oranges hues on pale wrists they came into the world chain free the world binds up the truth and locks it away anticipating their trapped souls never escape but an eye with a singular purpose fills the body with light salvation is a narrow road but it's worth the fight again the name of that is chains So the next poem I'm going to read for you, read for you, is called Forgiving the Naysayers. Let the naysayers talk. What do they know about you? Have they walked in your shoes? Have they embraced your struggle? You're made of flesh, previously molded from clay. Pay no mind to the things haters say. They didn't create you. And their remarks and tidbits won't save you. 
So let the words multiply. Let smoke clouds darken in polluted air, blackening clear sky, taken in by unfortunate souls. What others call life is made inevitable. When negativity without hope takes control, people focus on the dislike of others, lose sight of their goals. You are blessed to fly free. You're bigger than the adversary you face because when God is for you, it's easy to forgive others for their mistakes. Again, the name of this is Forgiven the Naysayers. Okay, so now I got that out the way. I want to read something else for you because, you know, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a poet. Um, so I'm going to read you a piece on being a writer. This is called The Mission of Writers. And after this, I'm going to close the, the podcast off and I hope you like it. Writing is a nasty business. One minute, you're speaking with your whole heart, bearing the issues of your soul on a white paper that seems endless. The next minute, your words dry up like a shallow puddle of water on a hot summer's day. The words fade to black, and the feeling of flowing letters pulsating through easy fingertips slip away. We sit with open palms, writing for the pleasure of the moment, praying for the eyes of excited readers to scan the lines of tactful words. We are not titans. We are bearers of empty yet hopeful words, Subjects added to verbs, creating sentences you never thought of, but every portion read touched a sensitive nerve. We fly like oceans, sweeping over wet dreams. We move like clouds rolling too high, fighting for an opening to a sentence, working towards a period that never dies. People have limited lives, but the feelings they provoke live on. Count me among the nameless writers who gave up but kept on going, never knowing if anyone would read because they couldn't change the world. And the successful are defined by monetary greed, but the starving artist is defined by need. Again, the name of this is The Mission of Writers. Thank you. You know what? I'm gonna read another poem because I said I was done, but I do want to read another one because you know I don't know. I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um. <laughs> so what am I gonna read for y'all? I want to read something nice. I want to read something that makes me feel nice. Cause I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a sentimental girl. I'm sentimental. Um. Okay, so I'm going to read a poem called Waymaker. You make the dream worthwhile, creating and re-innovating prayers that your love brought back in style by answering my desperate cries for help and letting me know that I'm not in the world by myself. You are the savior that the comics ignored. You are the way maker that the outcasts adore. You are bigger than the gold that coats hardened hearts. You break the yoke of iniquity and set the captives free. And in your hour of need, I'm sorry, in my hour of need, you comforted me. For that and for so much more, you are a true friend indeed, Waymaker. Thank you. Well, I'm still here. Let me read another one. Because, you know, 
I ain't got nothing to do tonight, so I might as well read to y'all a little bit more. So the next poem I'm going to read is the shorty, but it's a goodie. I'm just going to read some shorties for y'all. Probably like another one or two more after this. Bitter water. The water is of a bitter sort. It leaves no room for moist desert. It is the bottom of a never-ending well. One way leads to glory of heaven, another to the bowels of hell. The heart tells the condition of a man's soul, and its edge is an ever-winding road. Bitter water. Thank you. So the next poem I'm going to read is also shorty but goody. It's called Baggage. Drop the baggage at the door. You won't need old bags anymore. The suitcases of yesterday will weigh down your progress. Forget about the tomorrow that didn't arrive today. Move forward with every step you inch towards a future that makes the struggle worth the time. Baggage. Okay, now I'm going to read y'all another poem. It's it's a little weird, but I hope y'all like it. It's not very long, but it's called Calf. <laughs> Calf. The food lives not. It was cut from the root, drained of its substance. It breathes no longer, seeking sunlight no more. Its days of grazing ran short. Its freedom to roam cut off while the world turned. The breeze blew. Days went on while life was taken to sustain another's. The calf grew strong have thank you so i'm gonna read a tiny poem i hope it's a goodie sometimes i just like to do little phrases or i just like to write little stuff that just sounds like oh look that's 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 nice there's something i can walk on through life with that will encourage me the name of this is love's veil love brings a light mist over a breathtaking daybreak let happiness cover blue skies like silk blowing in the summer wind. It's sturdy, but the veil is thin. Love's veil. And I'm going to read y'all one more, and then I'm going to close out. Close out. The name of this is Open Sky. Tell me the truth, so that I may taste its fruit with lips birthed of flesh but full of promise. Let words of living water flow from a well that never runs dry. It is limitless, like the open sky. Again, the name of that poem is Open Sky. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I appreciate y'all hanging out with me. I know, I know a sister can talk. I understand that sometimes I have a lot to say and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being here, for following, for supporting me. You are the bee's knees, baby. You are the bee's knees. Don't let nobody tell you no different. Okay? Um, until the next episode, be safe, be pro prosperous, and be hopeful. Bye.